first of all, this evening, um, I just wanted to to wish everyone a good evening. Um, we do have kind of not really at this point. It's a few hours old at this point, but um, breaking news this morning at 3 a.m. Henry Ruggs, the third of the Las Vegas Raiders, was involved in an accident in which he struck the back of a woman's vehicle, killing her and leaving the passenger in his vehicle injured. Um, we do not know the extent of these injuries, and Ruggs was alleged to have been driving under the influence. Um, our condolences, of course, go out to the victim, whose name we do not know at this time. Um, Henry Ruggs deserves no excuses. Um, yep. mm-hmm. he, he deserves to be punished to the full extent of the law. His career should be over. Yeah, he should never be allowed to play football for money ever again. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I heard I heard three to four were killed in the accident. Condolences go out to victim's family. Yep. Okay, with that. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody. I'm Jack Freeman, joined, of course, as always, by Christopher Hogan and Ben Hardy. Um, first of all, too, we'd just like to apologize for last week. Um, we did not release an episode, unfortunately. Um, me and Ben were struggling with power issues, uh, a big storm. Hit our town and uh, we were without power pretty much for the entire week. So that's that. Um, We're just going to get right into it. Uh, Thursday night football. We discussed a little bit amongst ourselves Thursday night football before. Um, I I hate to. It's going to sound like hindsight is 2020 here, but you guys know I was saying this before the game. I really liked the Packers' chances in that game. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of people thought it was going to be a blowout. Um, Obviously, that wasn't going to happen. I expected a Cardinals win, but I did not expect a – I did not expect a blowout. I thought it was going to be a close game, but I did expect the Cardinals win, but it didn't happen. I didn't really know what I thought. I didn't think it was a lock for the Cardinals, but since week one, losing to the Saints or getting crushed by the Saints, the Packers have looked. Yeah, I kind of knew from a little bit in – Obviously, in a perfect world, in my head, that's how the game would have played out. Maybe a little bit better. They they were a little sloppy with um, the timeouts. Mm-hmm. They they kept having to use them because the play clock was running down. They took a mm-hmm. crucial delay of game that stopped them from scoring in the red zone, which they also kind of struggled to do against the Cardinals. Um, I feel like a lot of the time, Matt LaFleur is looking for the perfect play. Yeah. The perfect personnel to – you know, to, to have the best play. And I think that holds the Packers back a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as the game plan, I don't think there could have been a much better game plan. You know, right out of the gate, they used 
a guy who they don't typically use in that way, um, A.J. Dillon. And he really looked the part of that power back. I don't think I saw him fall backward once. He was always falling forwards, getting more yards. And it it was plays like that that he made where it was he got met at the first down marker and then chugged forward for two or three yards that Mm -hmm. really won them the game. It allowed them to control the clock, keep the ball out of Kyler Murray's hands. Um, And I I really think going forward, that would be a smart way to use A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. Yeah, um, I kind of want to. I kind of want to touch up on that a bit because uh, AJ Dillon had more carries and more yards than Aaron Jones in that game, but Aaron Jones had the touchdown. Is what really shocked me because usually when you have a power back like AJ Dillon, he's usually the guy on the red zone, but it looks like it was Aaron Jones because I was watching the game. Aaron Jones had the most red zone touches. Well, yeah, of course. They pay Aaron Jones a lot of money to do what he does. Um, A.J. Dillon was literally just used as – he might have gotten more carries, but A.J. Dillon was on the field 60% of the time, had 22 touches. So he was on the field more and had the ball more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was really effective, having those two in the backfield at the same time. I think that's where they had a lot of um, – Mostly their success running besides, of course, A.J. Dillon and the single back and just pounding it right up the gut. Yeah. Um, but it, it was a it was a great game plan offensively. Anyways, I thought the defense still looks kind of uh, I thought it was more Kyler. Um, Kyler missed a lot of throws deep to people not yeah. named DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. He looked a lot less effective with Hopkins off the field. I think the whole offense did. I think, um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, fantasy-wise, I guess, is having a disappointing season. But um, he he will always have a certain impact and take attention off the other guys in those offense. And it just doesn't work as well with with him out. Oh, yeah. He yeah. definitely is a threat on the offensive end. I mean, despite him not having, like, a good fantasy season, he is still a person to look out for. I mean, if you have to double cover one receiver in that and on that Cardinals team, it's DeAndre Hopkins. Yes. And um, they just fell apart when, when he was out and they put it a little back together when he came in. But it, I think it was just kind of a little too little too late. And then they made the cost yeah, mistake I, at the end. Yeah. I thought it was really weird how they were using him. I thought, um, you know, if he's going to play, keep him out there. If he's not, why? Yeah. Uh, I just, I do think this win comes down to, like I think it was Matt LaFleur. I think this is a Matt LaFleur win kind of. I mean, I'm obviously not taking anything away from Aaron Rodgers, but oh, the, I think it was a I big think, coaching game. Yeah. Like, I mean, when you yeah. use your high-paid running back in a second, like not a second fiddle role, but like not the main point from the rushing perspective, I mean, that just shows that they were going for the matchup-wise well, what they thought was going to work best. They just used – it wasn't that they used Aaron Jones less. That that wasn't it. it no, exactly. It really, that's what I'm saying. They it really was the fact that they, they passed less. Yeah. Um, and they they were a little more in, in the short game. So mm-hmm. Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, well, I think he is a good receiving back. Obviously, you're not gonna go to him as that when you have Aaron Jones on the team. Um, so with that, I kind of have um two questions. 
and you okay. can elaborate as much as you want, as little as you want. Um, one, does this change anything you think about the Cardinals? Do you think this makes them fraudulent? Because the Packers are a good team, don't get me wrong. But this is a situation at home. I think Kyler Murray, an MVP candidate, even missing his number one receiver, should have been able to take advantage of. It's things that – and I don't feel bad using these guys because these are the guys he's getting compared to as an MVP candidate. I think it's a thing Tom Brady would have done. I think it's a thing Aaron Rodgers would have done. You know, if yeah. it doesn't matter who he was on, um, Aaron Rodgers would have picked on Eric Stokes, who is kind of the Packers' de facto number one corner right now. Okay. Um, and he's just not very good in that role. Um, I think he has, I think he has a lot of the same problems that Jalen Mills of the Patriots has, where his he's really nah never mind um really just the the a little out of position right now you know they're both kind of being used i think that's my dog my apologies that's fine um getting back on track here though I think Stokes definitely will fit into his role better as a slot corner, which is what they drafted him as. Yeah. Um, he's really physical and man, he, he's decent in zone. He, his real fatal flaw, which is a fatal flaw that a number one corner can't have is his ability to track the ball in the air. Um, yeah. On the first DeAndre Hopkins touchdown, I know it wasn't called a touchdown because of the face mask, but for all intents and purposes, it, it was a touchdown. Uh, he wasn't tackling him anyway. So DeAndre Hopkins, the ball's in the air, and DeAndre Hopkins kind of hard, just hard stops while the ball's in the air and then explodes to it. And Eric Stokes yeah. just didn't know what was going on. Got Which burned. is why he does pass. Um, and, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins just made him look stupid. So second question I have is with the current roster – Assuming no one that's injured comes back, are the Packers a Super Bowl team? Yeah, um, I, I mean, think about it. they're they're missing Jair Alexander, who is easily their best corner. Not to mention that they're also they also missed a bunch of edge rushers in that game. Dave Bakhtiari is also out. Like half their offensive line, Aaron Rodgers still found a way to move that ball downfield and execute and score 24 points and win against the last unfeed team in the league. Uh, to answer the first question, I don't think that the Cardinals are frauds, but I'll still stick to my guns, and I, I always was never the biggest believer in them. I'm not saying that they're frauds, but I'm not, I wouldn't take them to even make the NFC Championship probably. I, and, I don't think anything's wrong with the Cardinals and, either. It's too tough to kind of tell because that was just like a, a bad game all around for them, just kind of a sloppy game. But And then with the Kin, the Packers make a deep run. <sighs> hmm. I would probably go with yes, just because, and especially yes, if they get some of their injured players back, just because they're getting all these wins with – all these injuries but they're like they've beaten good teams it's not like they're beating 
teams that are it's not like they have a cupcake schedule or anything they just beat the cardinals when they didn't even didn't have Devontae adams they didn't have mvs they didn't have jaya like all these different people and if they can do that then i don't know if they're gonna win the super bowl but i think i would take them i think they're contenders i would put them in that range yeah i'm gonna answer the first question as well i don't think anything's wrong with the cardinals i think the cardinals are still a good team half of that loss i kind of blame on aj green because it, I mean, we all know A.J. Green can moss a defender if he has to. I don't know about that right now because he's kind of old. But he's still A.J. Green. So A.J. Green had the size advantage against Rosal Douglas. But the problem was is that he didn't turn and look at the ball, which I'm pretty sure that was the design play, was A.J. Green goes on a quick little fade in the back of the end zone. That's where Kyler Murray hits him. Kyler Murray hits him too early. A.J. Green's not looking. Therefore, the ball gets tipped into the hands of Rasul Douglas, touchback, Packers win the end. Yeah, um, I think A.J. Green probably thought it was a running play. I mean, it didn't look like he was running a route at all. Yeah, let's say he was like uh, – it, it was just really weird how, how – Kyler also – I forget who it was, but I sent you guys the screenshot of Kyler just missing the dude underneath. That probably would have been a touchdown. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are saying he would have the speed to catch up to that, but like it's better than throwing it to a dude with his with his back turned. So, yeah, I agree. I think I think at this point we can get into some uh some Buccaneers Tom Brady stuff. Oh boy! And I, I, I and I would I just want to touch up. On and this. I would just say that um I'll let Ben take it. All right, Tom Brady. Yeah, wasn't really like. Good yesterday, but he wasn't bad at all. I mean, he completed 70% of his passes. He had a 112 QB rating, and he added four touchdowns on 375 yards. Yes, he had the two picks, and he missed a couple of throws. I mean, Mike Evans had four targets. Two of them were deep shots, and Brady just missed them. But he still found a way to win. I mean, I get it. Uh, actually, they lost. My bad. Never mind. They lost. But um, as I'm saying, as I was saying, Brady is adding to his MVP campaign as the season progresses. I mean, 25 touchdowns to two interceptions on the season, that changed. That's not it's not 25 touchdowns, two picks right now. It's probably like I think it's like 29 touchdowns, probably like four or five picks. And uh he has 2,650 yards, which is leading the NFL. So despite the Bucks losing that game and Tom Brady. Just being, I don't know. He's twenty-five not, touchdowns. Yeah, just not so. Tom Brady just not looking good in that game. He still had a good stat line. I but, mean, yeah. Who uh, cares what the stat? Who cares in, what the stat in, line? In this, in this game, in this game, I'm sorry, the stat line means nothing to me. In the yeah. biggest, in the biggest moments of the game, Tom Brady was the reason they lost in the big spots. He threw yeah. the pick. He threw the pick six to end it. And he threw a pick in a big moment before that. Um, the Saints, regular season at least, even in the playoffs, he kind of struggled against them too in the playoffs. Um, but the Saints are 3-0 and against Tom Brady since he's been a Tampa Bay Buck. Yeah, it's um, interdivisional like, and matchups. The, since, like, every QB struggles with that. Since since Tom Brady has been to the Bucks, he has his statistically worst, worst three games against – the Saints 71 78.1 rather 
passer rating. Um, I think the real story of this, I really don't th- think this affects Brady as an MVP candidate. Um, you know, he still had the great stat line, even though he didn't show up in that moment. It wasn't like he had a dud game. Um, mm-hmm. Sean Payton is is kind of just a top two, three coach in the NFL. Yeah. Um, and and something you lose Jameis. Jameis looked really good, by the way. Yeah, um, he was he was he was throwing dimes. But you lose him and and you get Trevor Simeon to play just as good as he needs to. And it just so happened Tom Brady didn't in, in the big spot. So yeah. yeah. The whole thing is like whenever Tom Brady's down, you people bring up the kind of sort of narrative that they see him on the sideline with his head down. It's like, all right, this is game over. But he didn't do that. And I think he just a, – a big thing for him this season, I think, has been, like, some crucial overthrows. And I feel like it happens time and time again. And I know he puts up these great stat lines. I mean, that you can give that to his offensive line and his receivers. But he hasn't shown up completely in these big-time games. And he's never – he can't show up against the Saints for some reason. I don't know what the, – they have his number. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean the, the Bucks are also just a wagon. So I don't – really feel bad when he no plays like that and they lose i just don't i just don't yeah i just don't get it sometimes sometimes like why i don't know why the saints have given him trouble since he's been on the bucks but they have his number for some reason and you can look at his stats and say he had a good game whatever he didn't have a good game really no i i don't i don't think so at all from when you when you have a football Um, standpoint he didn't have a good game he looks he can throw four touchdowns. He can do this, but when they needed him most and he had the game in his hands, yeah, he didn't in show his up. Hands, he couldn't do it. Yeah. And, that and happens, this is, that, that's this happening is against one the Rams. The, it's really sort of jarring, too. I, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Chris, but it's really jarring, too. This is one of the first like competent NFL teams they've played. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Who, is, I'm, who is he beating I mean, up on? Miami? Um, Dallas's defense is questionable, especially on night one. Um, yeah. Philly, Think about it. He had a bad game and, against the Patriots. Yeah, and the Patriots The Patriots are looking better. I don't want to dip into that too early, but the Patriots, yeah, yeah. execution-wise, looked a lot better. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. Bill Belichick really knows how to get into some young quarterbacks' heads. Um, I think this was kind of a real moment to look back and be like, okay, Justin Herbert is as naturally talented, as gifted as he is. He's not quite there yet. And mm-hmm. I hate to use broad phrases like that, yeah. but I think you kind of know what I mean when I say he's not there yet. Yeah, I think he's not. Yeah. After the game in, in the presser, he was talking about how, and a few of the guys in the Chargers were talking about how they ran a lot of man coverage last year. And, you know, you can't go all based on what you saw in film from your game last year. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you have to adjust. The Chargers don't really adjust well, I think we've seen in, in the past two weeks. Um, and you can throw Herbert off his game by, by throwing stuff at him that he obviously hasn't seen or disguising zone coverages. Um so yeah, he the mental aspect of his game does need to develop a little more before 
I would consider him knocking on the door of top five. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think people were quick to put him in that conversation when he started out when he started well this season after beating the Chiefs and everything. They thought he dethroned like Mahomes or whatever, but I'm a not lot ready to of do it that. Is, there's so many. Yeah, definitely not. There's to me, Mahomes is still the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, he still needs to there still needs to be more before I can say otherwise too. Um, but I also feel like there's a lot of obviously preseason narratives. So whenever something starts to fit that, people are like, oh, this is it's happening with the NBA right now. And it's like we're we're not even 10 games in. We need to relax with, with some stuff. Yeah, everyone was going um, like Herbert MVP. So when he started playing like that, they were like, Oh, he's already made that jump. He's already that guy, which I think he's just yeah, still so has a couple, he has a step away from being that guy. I think he hasn't he's not as polished enough to where he can fool the fool all these NFL defenses and he's not good enough to beat always beat these like mid tier teams like the Patriots, especially with good coaching. Yeah. yeah. Um, just to finish up on the, the saints game, I think a big story in that was the, the bucks defense blitzed Jameis eight times and didn't get pressure on any of those eight blitzes. They blitzed, um, Trevor Simeon, they they blitzed total 22 times and didn't get pressure on any of them. So that's the best defensive front in the NFL. I think some of it might be them underperforming. And also the fact that the secondary is banged up. It's it's a little bit harder to, to get there when you have guys that can't cover for as long. But, man, the Saints offensive line put on a, a clinic. Um and I think even moving forward with Trevor Simeon, you have to respect the Saints in every game. I don't think any team in the NFL wants to go to New Orleans or wants New Orleans to come knocking on their door because that's a good football team. Especially yeah. top to bottom. And yes. It's really unfortunate. Too. It's really unfortunate for the Saints, really fortunate for the rest of the league that Jameis got hurt because mm. if he had played out that full game, Obviously, we don't know what would have happened, but he looked he looked really good, and yeah. that's a game oh, yeah. that's a game where you can really build a lot of momentum and confidence beating a team like that. So, and, and I think a big thing is that people are like, when Michael Thomas comes back, like they're gonna be a problem, and that sounds that sounds like like I'm mocking those people, but I think I'm kind of one of those people. I think if Jameis had that weapon, that he could have. Um, could have got comments because I mean they're a good football team with a special teamer at receiver, a first year guy at receiver. Like they have, they don't. Kamara's not playing to his expectation. He's still playing well, but and I think it really comes down to that. Sean Payton's a damn good NFL. He, he's a good. He's a great coach. He oh, really, just out, just out of curiosity, who was the first year receiver you were talking about? On the Saints. Yeah. Marquez Callaway. No, he's the second year. But no, I know, but I'm saying like <laughs> this is like his first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get, I get this what is you're like saying. It's coming out. Yeah, I get what you were saying. Um, so That's we kind of we we kind of just touched on a little bit. Um, we can move on to Patriots Chargers. I largely after that game still feel largely the same way I felt all season about the Pats. Um. Obviously, this is a real win, finally, a real win. And there were still yes. points where, like, the first half, Mac looked just as 
just as bad as Herbert. He was mm-hmm. missing a lot of throws. Um, I think Mac gets himself worked up a lot too. I think he he really suffers from that. Um, and it happens to everyone. It happens even to Brady sometimes. That's why in Super Bowls sometimes the Patriots would tend to start slow just because Brady's so amped up and so yep. the pressure's kind of on. And then Mac did kind of a little settle into it in the big moments. Um, when they needed a big drive to take time off the clock, they did it. They only ended up with a field goal. But um, Kendrick Bourne also cost them four points with a drop in the end zone. So I think this is a good win for the Patriots. For them, they're at the point where any game they go into is kind of a toss-up. So a win really yeah. is a win. You're just trying to sneak I, into the playoffs. Yeah, um, I think I, that's the. I think that's the biggest thing for them is. I don't think I don't necessarily disagree where I am not. I I have my same sort of opinions. I think they they have they haven't fixed all their mistakes. I think they're like you said. I think they're executing better. I think that they're looking a, they're molding a little more as a team with all their weapons and and their D line. But I think the biggest thing is that the AFC just kind of sucks. So like they don't have to be that good to get into the playoffs. So I I would bet them making the playoffs. Like right now, like. Who, who's going to edge them out in the wild card spot? Like the Steelers or like, I don't even know the Steelers or like the Bronco. Like the, the there's no, no one's good in the AFC right now. Yeah. I, yeah. I still would be wary and never sleep on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, they're just one of those teams where it doesn't matter who's on the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, they're I mean? always, they're, above 500. always, they're never bad. Yeah. And they just can't when, be. In in a bad year for the AFC, mm-hmm. I hate to use very simple terms, but not being bad is good. So exactly. That's what I'm that's they what I'm definitely, the Patriots. Yeah, but I don't think the Patriots are bad at all either. I think no, oh, they're yeah, gonna be saved either. by their they're gonna be saved by their like I don't know, it's just kind of the I guess kind of the Patriot I'm not gonna say like coaching, but like they know how to win they know how to win some of these games, even though I don't think they've been great at like executing these final, like the Cowboys game, the Bucks game, they My, were good at winning these big games right at the end. Mm-hmm. But I think they're going to get carried by their almost like safeness. Like they, they've been here before kind of. Yeah. My theory is, is that uh, Bill does trust Matt Jones like a lot, like despite him not getting that much chances, I think that Bill is saving Mac Jones for the playoffs. Like they're probably thinking if we can sneak into the playoffs and then I don't know, like maybe no the way. team maybe team no. won't prep that much for us or something. I don't know. And then like hit them. That's not long. who that's not who Mac Jones is. If they just And that's that, not that's not what you do. You don't you don't warm someone up for 17 games and be like, all right, now you're in the biggest moments of your life. Go out and do it for you're real. Completely no. change your Bill, entire play style. It, it it's more um, yeah I don't know what Bill I Bill doesn't call the the offensive plays it's Josh um, McDaniels yeah it's Josh McDaniels I know he's the offensive coordinator but he has been talking to both a lot more and I think that's why you're seeing the improved performance I think he was kind of letting them run the show um, on the defense Steve Belichick Gerard Mayo unfortunately for the Patriots Matt Patricia is still hanging around. Um, <laughs> Yep, being a leech on that franchise. 
Um, and Josh McDaniels calls the offensive plays. So I think Bill has definitely taken a, a step back from what we've seen in years past, but kind of like a half step forward. Yeah. Yeah. In the past few weeks. Um, I don't want to drag on this game, but we touched on the the Patriots have Justin Herbert figured out his two worst starts as an NFL starter are against the New England Patriots. Um, yeah. Pass a rating of 67 and 51 respectively. Um, but I think this game can, we can go back a little bit and say, okay, well, because I wasn't ready to say this earlier in the season and be like, okay, well, yeah, they were competitive with the Patriots. And, and that meant something towards developing towards this point. And yeah, they almost beat the Cowboys and that meant something getting to this point. And then they really put it all together and destroyed the Jets. And then they knocked off one of the best young teams in the AFC all at the yeah. same time. It, they didn't do it perfectly. NFL teams rarely do, especially a team with a banged up offensive line, banged up secondary. You lost your number one corner from last year. Yeah, this is like um, the first win where we can feel good about it, kind of. Rookie quarterback. And, and yeah, I, I, I think the Patriots yeah. right now, can can feel good that the path that, is there because as a fan we've had to say the whole this whole time it's like we were so close we put up a good game against the cowboys buccaneers whatever i mean we finished those two games out i don't, I don't know how we lost the dolphins that just doesn't know how but but yeah this just feels good it's a good one all right, next, um, Seahawks, Jags. I don't know how much we oh, can really me, have to talk about this game. Let me touch into this one. I will, I, before you go, Ben, I, I will say um, I'm kind of starting to see the path develop for the Seahawks. I really am. Um, Russell, Russell Wilson, is so he's got the pin out. He wants to come back week 10. If they're four and five – Obviously, if they win these two games, they're in great shape. Because um, I think that's the that's what week 10 would be, right? We just went through week eight. Uh, yeah, week nine. Um, by, yeah. So after the bye week, you come back week 10, and you're off and rolling. I, I mean, Russell Wilson is a quarterback who's good enough. When he comes back, if he is anywhere close to, to Russell Wilson, then – of course they have a shot. Of yeah. course they have a shot to make the playoffs. I, I that's just especially a guy with the Niners not looking that great. Yeah, especially with that, and especially with the fact that I they they get to play those teams, you know, and those teams are some of the the better teams in the NFC. I, I'm of course talking about the Rams and Cardinals. Um, yeah. they get to they get to see those guys again. So the path is the path is there for the Seahawks. Um, I will also say lastly that it definitely looks like the Seahawks offensive line has regressed from last year. Um, Josh Allen, of, of course, the defensive player at the Jaguars was eating them alive. He had two sacks, five pressures. Um, I think that's his best game of the season. So. The, yeah. uh, let me touch up on this one. So. Like, like you said, yeah, Russell Wilson most likely returns uh, next week after the bye, and uh, the problem is, is that they're in Lambo in week ten, and then right after that they have to take a, they go back to Seattle to take on Arizona, 
So they have two tough games. You said if they win this next two games, then, yeah, they're good to make the playoffs. But the problem is that these are not easy games to win. So if they win, I would definitely take away everything I said, everything bad I said about the Seahawks this year, saying like, oh, I don't think they're making the playoffs. I've said this all season. I said they aren't going to make the playoffs. And like to be so obsessed with the team, you always shit on them. It's a reverse psychology. They won this week. Uh, So, I mean, now that they like I when Russell Wilson got taken out, I was like, oh, Geno Smith stepping in. We're not going to win a game with Geno Smith. And that was going good because they lost to the Steelers. We all know the Steelers. Um, And they lost to the Rams when Geno Smith stepped in. Because of two crucial fumbles, Geno Smith made in both those games. This time, Geno came out slinging. Probably, probably the best. I mean, what? Thir- yeah, like thirteen straight completions. I mean, he should have. He shouldn't have had ten. He should not have had ten straight completions. That was all DK Metcalf. I mean, that throw in the end zone. That was on the throw. And DK Metcalf just lost yep. in the. Hey, you- that you, was all you gotta DK take. Metcalf. Um, you gotta take what you can get, though. And yeah, I, I agree. you're taking wins in in any fashion right now. He's an above Seahawks average fan. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm I'm taking this as a win. I mean, but I, yep, I another, still think it should have been more than 31 points. Another kind of um the game is um Broncos football team. Broncos oh, are gonna obviously miss Chubb and and Von Miller. Um, football team are just such this, a disappointment. Yeah, it's yeah. And Heineke, Heineke is just everyone thinks he's good just because he's flashy and he's not a game manager. He holds but the team you'd, back. He you'd want him back. to be a game manager at this point. He takes too many chances. He's just too flashy and he's not a good quarterback. Just they don't, end, you, period. They need to let Antonio Gibson heal his injury and yep. bring him back. At this yeah. point, they can't win the NFC East. They can't make the playoffs. Rest your young quarter. Rest your yeah. Rest your young running back. Who's going to be a, a star when he's back if they use him? Right? Yes, they should be using him as a running back and receiver. You can put him in the slot. That's what he did Patrick, at Memphis. Yeah, that's what he did at Memphis. He wasn't. Think, he wasn't a receiving running back at Memphis. He was a a running back who also played wide receiver. It's like Ty Montgomery, except he's actually really good at both. He's a really good runner. Uh, We've seen it. That's all they've used him as. And he's looked really good when he gets the ball. He's up towards five yards a carry, close to there. He might be a little closer to four now after his last few games, but – Every time they put him out on the field on that fracture, it just gets bigger, and there's no. I also doesn't get the heel properly. Yeah, I also think he kind of his whole role kind of goes not out the window, but it lessens when you have a quarterback that kind of isn't a game manager. I mean, think of last year they had Alex Smith. Yeah, they had I think Ryan Fitzpatrick. Think... They had Kyle Allen, like those kind of types of players, and now you have a guy that's trying to do too much when he doesn't have that kind of talent. And yeah, not even on. close. Not even close. Yeah, well, um, I think uh, Ron Rivera's only hope of that team like doing something is probably hoping off the bye they like kick it in the gear. No, no, there's no. I mean, that's nah, his only. Their defense was their hope. whole team. Their defense is only their whole team, and it's not. They good. don't. 
they don't have a Russell Wilson coming back to save them. So I understand. I, but like, I out on them. They're so far behind. Yeah. Even they're so far behind. There's just yeah, no, they are. Just some teams that I'm just uh, I'm, I'm I'm done with. I mean, it I makes it, it, I, I don't think really it just makes no sense. I don't really football team is that bad. They need to go out and draft a quarterback or go get a quarterback. <clears throat> Chris, I'm sorry. Um. Your victory lap may have to take a pause. The Carolina yeah. Panthers won, won. this. They, <laughs> yeah. they won this week. They are back, people. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> Sam Darnold no. is elite. They are no, back. No, no, of no, course, no. Ju- of course, just kidding. Sam Darnold still sucks. Um, so bad. <laughs> if if you could give the team a win, and I him honestly a loss, think I would. The Panthers might be better off without Sam Darnold. I think I hope I hope PJ Walker comes in and lights the world on fire. I, I really, agree. really do. I'm so I'm so sick and tired of Sam Darnold. And can we just admit he sucks? He sucks. Yeah, yeah, we can admit <laughs> I don't, that. I don't, I don't care how much pause natural... the victory lap though, because I still think they're pretty garbage. But they just yeah, were I, I was not just garbage kidding. enough. I think I know not garbage enough to. They were gar- not horrible enough to lose to the Falcons, though. Yeah, I think that defense does look good, though, I think. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think it really is this, uh, Sam Darnold situation. I think if you had a decent quarterback, it would be their a lot offen- different. Their yeah, offensive think- line had a had an it's- awesome game, too. I, 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 th- I think they'll be yeah. middle of the pack if Sam Darnold was on their starter. I don't know. I think they would need, like, a Teddy Bridgewater. They would need, like, a Teddy Bridgewater. I don't really think they could be even better, like even better than like above average. I I would say. Like, I right really now think average. we might be underrating the step that defense is going to take with Stefan Gilmore. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, Gilmore had. I, didn't, I wasn't even aware that he was going <laughs> to play this week. Yeah, and he's gonna he's gonna play next week too. And yeah, I I don't have the exact quote. I can pull it up in a second. He's facing um, the Patriots. And he yeah. and they revenge said, for, revenge. does this game mean anything extra to you? And he responded with a lot extra, actually. So this is going to be. It won't matter. But I mean, this is going to be really fun. If it, they're going to beat the brakes. They're going to beat the brakes off of them. They're going to. They're going to. The Pats are going to beat the brakes off the Panthers. The Pats are going to beat the brakes off the Panthers. All right. That's one of your locks. Yep. <laughs> They're going to, and he's going to, Belichick could, could expose Herbert. You think he's going to not expose Darnold? I mean, that's a, if that's, Darnold plays. that's a bold, that's a bold take. Or PJ Walker. It really doesn't matter. They're that's both a, not great. I mean, yeah, that defense will, I, I think that defense will have a good game, but it really comes down to the defense of the Panthers and the offense of the Patriots. I don't know. The, I mean, Panther, the Panthers had, have been establishing a great run game as well. Yeah, um, I, I'm gonna which say the pa- which the Patriots have, like I said about them making the same mistakes. Their run defense against the Chargers did not look too hot. Yeah, that 75 yard run by Josh Kelly. Yeah, oh yeah, that made no sense. Um, <sighs> yeah, you just gotta give me like 24. You just gotta you just gotta tackle and, and be in the right spot. 24 seven. 24 seven. Patriots. That is like that prediction. is a bold that is a bold prediction. You think Gilmore gets a pick? Yes. No. I mean, I think I, I think I think you're underrating the if Bill Belichick can get into PJ Walker's head or Sam Darnold's head, which he definitely can. 
it's definitely not going to be the Panthers offense that wins them the game if they win. I, I, think, I don't know if the they win plan, it's their defense, obviously. I think the game plan for Matt Jones is going to be throw away from Stephon Gilmore. Because oh, like, yeah. if you throw at him, he's, yeah. easy, he's easily grabbing that. Because their secondary isn't too, too much without without well, Gilmore. Look for ben, game ben, for I, I, I would stop saying <laughs> stuff like that, man. Because Dix is gonna Dix is gonna fire you, and you're they're you're gonna get hired as an NFL coach. Mac yep. Jones should not throw at Stephon Gilmore. That is truly <laughs> groundbreaking information. Thank you. You should probably call Bill Belichick and make sure he knows that. You should probably call Bill Belichick and tell him he's a fucking I mean, idiot. Yeah, I I mean, yeah, I get it. That is easily obvious not to throw at Stephon Gilmore, but like. Did Matt Ryan learn that lesson? <laughs> I mean, he threw right at Stephon Gilmore, and Gilmore made him pay. Yeah, so. but that. And just to talk about that, I guess the Falcons is obviously they didn't have Ridley. Hope he gets better. Um, but yeah, I don't really but, have I don't really have but, anything to say about them like real the, football wise. Pitts, I thought Pitts was going to be much better than he was, best, but he was lining up on the outside, and they and he wasn't having that great of a game. People yeah, get, best regards goes out to Calvin Ridley though. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I hope he finds. I hope he finds out what he's ever, what he's looking for. I mean, I mean, I know he's yeah, dealing I with mean, some personal he, issues. I have but, him. I have him on my fantasy team. He can take all the time he wants. I don't yeah, really be, care. Best um, prayers goes out to him. I mean, you know, it, it's tough to be in a in a situation like mm-hmm. that, a headspace like so that. So I I completely am for his decision to step away from football. Yeah. Um, I mean, it takes real. I don't want, I don't want him to hurry back, but I can't wait to see him play again. Um, I, yeah, I was just, I was just going to say, I feel bad bringing it up. I, I feel bad bringing it up so soon, but, um, fantasy wise, I think we saw that Kyle Pitts might take a hit and Falcons players might take a hit with Ridley off the field. Yeah. Um, because you get, you he get takes the top off the defense. You get so caught up if you're not really, you know, watching the tape, watching film, um, in just the box score and the fantasy stats. But Calvin Ridley was a massive part of that offense and yeah. that offense being successful. He, he took, took away a, half the defense. He took a lot. He, he took a lot of the attention away from the defense, and yeah, he struggled to produce with that, but. I really think he was on his way to figuring it out. And now, obviously, we know um, I'm not one to make excuses, but it is tough to to do your full-time occupation while you're feeling not mentally right. So yeah. I, hope, yeah. I hope he doesn't hurry back. I hope he takes his time, and I hope he gets right. All, all the best wishes for him. Like- it takes um, it takes the, a lot of courage to step away the, like that. The like, Falcons, the yep. Falcons aren't going anywhere, man. You nope, got all the time bad. in the world. You'll be back. I mean, um, I mean, when Ridley's on the field, he's a very exciting player. I love watching him play. I mean, I always look at Calvin Ridley because I love the way he plays. Like he can take the top off defense that leaves Kyle Pitts open, but like he can even easily break single coverage. I mean, he matches up well. I mean. Uh, it just pains me to see this. Yeah. Um, moving on. I'm sorry. I'm not really worried about the Bengals at all whatsoever. I still I'm not don't. either. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm not really worried a, about anyone in the AFC other than the Bills. It's just a, no. I'm not worried about like them after losing to the Jets. You know what I mean? I, I'm not. I'm not panicking mm-hmm. about them. I still think they're one of the. Oh better no. Teams. 
I'm saying yeah. that, like absolutely. I think they. Ben I, I really think that Bills is the only contenders. I really I think, think good, and like, I'll I'll double down on it now. I don't think we've definitely said it in previous episodes, but now seeing this, I'm even more. I guess doubling down on it. Um, the Jets are better with Mike White at quarterback than Zach. Wilson. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I don't. I, I don't say that jokingly. Ironically. Zach Wilson is not ready to start as an NFL quarterback, especially, yeah, on, a, especially on a team that bad and a team that's going to rely on him that heavily and his play mm-hmm. style. It just doesn't fit what the Jets are trying to do. Yeah, um, I, I just didn't want to accept it because I like Zach Wilson a lot. But like, I like but I like Zach Wilson, too. It doesn't, doesn't I, mean he's I, bad by any stretch. Question, he's just though. not ready. Yeah, I, I know, big, but I have a question. I wanted to step in and, like, you know, what? be like one of those QBs, like one of those guys you know who is the franchise at the start. First, first of all, uh, Mike White. I saw this stat. It was like and in some crazy stat that the running backs production went up. Like it was like something like sixty percent with Mike White net quarterback because he was just hitting yeah. the he was hitting the running backs and <clears throat> like the short routes way more than Zach Wilson because mm-hmm. I think Zach Wilson was trying to do too much, but. My question yeah, Carter and Ty is, Johnson. if Mike White, they have games against, I want to say they face the Colts. Mm-hmm. I want to, let me, I'm trying to think. I think they face the Colts. No, they yeah, face they, the Colts this week. This season. It's the I Colts, think... the Bills, and the the Colts, the Bills, and the Dolphins before Zach Wilson should come back. If they win two out of three of their games and Mike White looks good, what do they do? Ben, I think they start ben Zach Wilson. Yeah, but I think they. Keep, I, I think, think you Mike keep White him out for the the rest of the season. Um, I, I just don't, don't think I would. I, I would agree if I was the coach, but I I don't think they. But, do. I don't know. I mean, Mike White understands Salah stepping into a game. Salah has does. said that he has a decision to make, so yeah. I feel I like hope, that. I hope. I'm glad he didn't come out with the no. Zach Wilson is our starting quarterback because it's not. It doesn't make Zach Wilson bad by any stretch, even if he he played like dog shit. Um, yeah, just might need more time. That's all. Yeah, some some guys need to. I'm a big believer in for this, a year on the, the city bench. year. Yeah, Mahomes some of the best quarterbacks. Better, Mahomes is better off for it. Rodgers is better off for Brady. it. Brady's better off for it. It just helps to be around it without having to, okay, we have 11 or however many rookies the Jets have. You're the guy. Go out and win us some football games. Yeah, and we what have a you, horrible offensive What do you think line. he's going to do? He's not yeah. going to check it down. He's like, you told me to win the damn game. I'm going to throw it 80 fucking yards. Yeah, literally. Yeah. No, I think that's – I mean – Mike White's willingness to check it down and take what the defense gave him was yep. literally the difference in that offense. And we, yeah. saw, we saw Michael Carter get to emerge out of that backfield. Yep. Because Johnson how was he ever going to get the ball? Uh, well, Johnson Ty Johnson kind of was – they were using him a little more, and I think I think Michael Carter might be taking over that role now. Um, yeah, gonna, but I, I what I think they're doing is a run, like receiving – like kind of like backfield like everyone does but like ty johnson is more of the check down back while michael carter is more of a block and passing down back ty johnson runs the routes michael carter pass the uh, blocks when they pass but michael carter runs the ball takes the ball out of the backfield i'm gonna let you think about that for a second 
All right, yeah, scratch that. No, he Ty Johnson is the receiving back. Yeah. Uh, I, b- I believe Michael Carter led the Jets in receiving yards. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, uh, he did. Um, so I would I would definitely say that they 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 de- split that role at the very least. Michael yeah. Carter um, had fourteen targets on Sunday. Yeah, yes. never. Yeah, scratch that. Never mind. And nine catches. Um, well, well, yeah, no, never. you said it. Ty Ty Johnson nah. is the receiving back. No, 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 no. Forget. He's the, yeah, I he, said that. He's <laughs> the he's the guy for the Jets, I suppose. Um, no, yeah, no, I'm gonna no, take really quickly. I know it's one decent game followed by a 30 point fantasy game, but I'm gonna take my victory lap on Michael Carter a little. Um, yeah. He at least he at least I can say won me. Three games in three different leagues. Actually, I don't think I started him in the third league, but he won me two games, two really important game games too. this season, dropped oh, wait, 30, and everyone was like, Michael Carter, Michael Carter, well, what are you doing with him? He's not producing, not producing. And I was like, just wait. Just wait till the second half of the season. And I will grant you, I got lucky. If Mike White didn't start, totally different story probably, I will admit. Yeah. But, um, but moving that's on. that's what happened. Michael Carter – his stock has risen in fantasy. I think he may finish the second half of the season as a, a mid to high end RB two, low end RB one. Yeah, Michael Michael really Carter was my uh, Michael Carter was a target for me this year in fantasy. Yeah, the I got him. All, I, I got him. Michael Carter to Ben this year, and he said no. Yeah, I did. I mean, honestly, I didn't like the production. I didn't think I he tried was to gonna... trade Michael Carter a few times, obviously. Yeah, yeah for, I, I, one, for it, way better players. But uh, do we do we want to talk? Uh, Justin Fields. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 He he had a lot of plays where <laughs> he looked like a certain someone that we might all be a big fan of. Yeah, no. uh, former no. MVP. <laughs> Lama, Lama. He looked like Lama. Matt Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> no, he looked like Lama. He looked like Lama. Like Lama. Lama. That run, that run he had, I was like, oh my oh, god. Oh yeah, I oh saw that god. too. I was like, the, no way. Paint yep. the jersey purple, and that's him. Yep. That's I was like, that see that? Man. No. That throw was beautiful. Well, who was it into in the end zone when he came running? Oh, he came running to. He went out left and was following. I think it was a tight end. He was following the tight end, and the tight end was going into the end zone and Come he threw it so perfectly. Came right down. I know the throw. I, I, yeah, I, I, threw, I see that. I see the throw. I remember the, the throw. Cornerback, threw the cornerback's hands perfect. Like, couldn't have been better. Like, highlight Madden play. Like, oh, yep. my God. Not even, not even Madden because it wasn't even, like, at first glance, doesn't even look super flashy. And then when you watch the replay, you're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just, like, like how? So perfect. Yeah. He threw an absolute dime. I know. I remember some. <laughs> this sounds really stupid. I know it sounds like a stupid like TikTok um, or Instagram like narrative, but like the game where Matt Nagy does not is not on the field. I was the just first game. Someone, someone, someone in Chicago. Game, he looks good. Spitting and sneezing in Matt Nagy's drinks, foods. Yep. They're trying to keep him away from the team as long as possible. Yeah, I yep. I remember texting you guys about that. I was like, I want to talk about Matt Nagy being on the field. Think about it. Every time they've won, Matt Nagy's off. I know well, it's like win. a kind of they a dumb win. thing to they say, still... but it kind of oh, yeah, I forgot that kind of they, weird they, that it makes like sense. Lost, but like, but like I, they look really good without Matt Nagy. Like, okay, I feel like the so, better the the like. 
The faster they get rid of him, the better chance they have at winning games. Yeah, of that's all I'm gonna say. He's not <laughs> pretty evident. He's not a competent coach, not a competent play caller. Um, so let's just go really quickly past this game too. Debo Samuel is legit. He is probably yep. Yep. top ten. He's someone. off the top of my head. I can't think of my top ten receivers, but I probably would definitely consider him top ten. He's been balling out. Doesn't matter who's the quarterback. Um, he looks really good. Um. Rams versus Houston. Oh boy, what much to say? I don't even want to. Talk I literally about it. won't even say anything about it. Yeah, got, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not gonna say anything about that either. Absolutely steamrolled. Um. So to to wrap up the week, um, the week breakdown. I'm just gonna really quickly pull up the NFL playoff picture for the NFC and AFC. And I want you guys to tell me who's slipping out and who's moving in by the end of the season. All right. So in the AFC, we have the Titans as the number one seed, the Raiders as the number two seed, the Baltimore Ravens as the number three seed, the Buffalo Bills as the number four seed, and the Cincinnati Bengals as the five seed the Steelers as the sixth seed and the Los Angeles chargers as the seventh seed in the, in the hunt right now in the AFC, it's kind of a toss up. You have the Patriots at four and four, the chiefs at four and four, the Browns at four and four, the Broncos at four and four. And even it might be a little bit of a stretch, but the Colts at three and five. Who's in? I would say, I think that the Chiefs recover enough to slip in the playoffs. I Over think who? too much talent to where they don't get in. Mm-hmm. I would say that the two teams that are in right now that I don't expect to stay in are probably the Steelers. I think they're going to be on the bubble at the end of it. And I don't know. It's tough to say the Raiders, maybe. I don't know. I, the Raiders and the Chiefs are in the same division. So Chiefs can take that. No, no, oh no, I'm saying, <laughs> but the Chiefs will be in. I don't I think that the Raiders mm-hmm. it's play. not as for the Chiefs, it that division isn't as locked up as it seemed to be. Yeah. This. No, just, definitely I'm not. That's saying. why I think it's really hard. Um, and I don't know how much I trust the Titans without Derek Henry. For, yeah, I'm not gonna for say me, gonna miss, perfectly but... leads me in. For me, <laughs> I have a steaming, sizzling hot take. I think the Titans could fall all the way out of the playoffs. Definitely. I could possible. honestly see it. Yeah. Their whole team is <laughs> they don't have a good, they have a bad defense. They're mm-hmm. a rushing team with a running back that isn't not going to play anymore. So I don't see how they unless Adrian Peterson can be all day that guy. AT, yeah. Unless he can be know. that dude. I'll agree with your take actually. Let me give let me take them instead of the Raiders. Um yeah. So I would probably I don't know. I'm I'm not saying the Raiders are bad and I'm not saying they're gonna implode, but I really think that the Browns, the Chiefs, and the Patriots can all yep. – for me, there's four teams where they go into every single game and it's must win. You have to yeah. win this game. Not necessarily – those teams are the Browns, the Chiefs, the Steelers, and the Patriots. You yep. have to go into every game and win 
or that could be that could be curtains. Your season could be over. You know what I mean? Um, I think I agree. With, I think I agree so with you. Those three teams will be in. It's going to get really interesting. Um, Don't count ben, the Colts out, though. That, that's what I'm that's why for for the Titans to move out someone kind of has to move yeah. in and it's not going to be the Jaguars or the Texans um yeah so. so the Titans falling completely out of the playoffs makes sense it is a little bit of a stretch I will admit but yeah, Ryan it's, a, it's a full take but. Ryan Tannehill has not looked good Julio Jones has disappointed um AJ Brown is looking to be cooking but they have a bad defense they don't have mm-hmm. their best player um it, it it's gonna be tough they they have to show up the second half of the season or it, yep. it's over for them um, yeah ben who's in who's out i'm kind of going off of what you guys said i think i really feel like the raiders are gonna i don't think implode or anything i think they're gonna slightly miss out and i think the broncos will take it i think the broncos will take the raiders spot because well, like not leading the division, I think the Chiefs are taking the taking that division because I think they'll bounce back. Because, like Hope said, they have too much talent on that team. I mean, I feel like Patrick Mahomes will eventually figure it out. But like um, you say bounce back, like they slip into the playoffs, or they have like a solidified playoff role? No, he just said they won the they win the division. Yeah, I think I think I think they will bounce that's back. That's pretty solidified. And, it sounds like to me. and end up and end up winning the division. I think they'll figure it out. And then I think, like, it will come down to, like, one of those, like, last-minute, last-game uh, thing for the Broncos and the Raiders. And I think the Broncos will, like, take it by, like, a field goal. And then the Broncos will slip in and the Raiders bounce out, like, slightly. The The Raiders coming up, they have the Chiefs, the Bengals. Yeah. The Cowboys. Then Washington football team, that cupcake. Um, yeah. <laughs> the Chiefs, again, the Browns, mm-hmm. the Broncos, the Colts, and the Chargers to finish the season. Um, so I'm it's not, kind of like a tough schedule. Somewhere. I'm not saying win, 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 loss. I'm just saying that's tough. Yeah, that's that, a tough schedule. That that is That is a little tough. Um, that is tough. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do yeah. NFC? Yep. Um, you can. Uh, you want to say who's in? Yeah, the picture. Yeah. So, so right now, um, with with a win on Thursday night, the Packers own the tiebreaker over the seven and one Cardinals. They are the first seed. The Cardinals, of course, are the second seed. The Cowboys, because of their bye, also one loss, but are the third seed. The Buccaneers are the four seed, the Rams, the five, the Saints, the six, and the Panthers, the seventh. And mm. I'm just going to start – I'm just going to start right now. For me, that's pretty set in stone. Yeah. I that's mean, that's... pretty – I mean, are, are the Vikings, the Niners, the Falcons, the Eagles – the Hawks are really the only team I could see doing that, and I think they would sneak in over over Carolina as the yeah. seventh. Yeah, and, not much and, I can say there. I mean, my... maybe maybe New Orleans. I, I have to see how that shakes out as the rest of the season goes on. 
But they have the tiebreaker over the Bucks right now. You'd be hard pressed to tell me the Packers collapse enough to miss the playoffs, the Cardinals collapse enough to miss the playoffs, the Cowboys collapse enough to miss the playoffs, the Buccaneers collapse enough, and the Rams. Those five teams to me, and I hate to say it, I this is my biggest pet peeve, but those five teams to me are in. It's just a matter of what seed they are. I think that, I I think I would go as far to say uh, I'm I'm pretty confident in this top six seeds. I think I, mean, I yeah. would keep the Saints I mean, in too. I, yeah. I have to see the Saints, obviously. Yeah, um, but they just knocked I, off the Super Bowl champs, though. So if um I am, if the Saints win this game, then they own that division and they take that fourth spot over the Buccaneers because they own the tiebreaker. But right now, since the Saints already had their bye, the Bucks have. Yeah, one more win extra. So now give the, the me Bucks um, on there by this week. So give yeah, me I, I guess the Vikings, give, me, give me the Vikings over the Panthers by the end of the year. Give me. I'm gonna take another long shot. Give me Seattle at the seventh seed. Everything. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Jack on this one. I have to. I have to stand by my team. Ben's that dude yes. that never believe in his team and then randomly believe in them until I mean, it's I reverse do. psychology. I have to do it's it reverse form. psychology. Yeah, I have to no, believe. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's it reverse psychology. Won. So it you want them to lose. Won. So, so you, you want them won. to knock it in. You're preying on their downfall right now. I'm not praying for it, but I, I could. See yes, you it. are. You're believing in them. You're reverse psychologying them. So now they're going to lose. <laughs> the Vikings will get in, I think. But I can also see the Seahawks. I don't know. The Vikings. I mean, Kirk's look good. I mean, I, Just, see I, I will put all my money in the world. The Panthers are not the seventh seed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a fuck on that one. Book it. Book I it. I hope they're the first seed. Now. Book it. I hope that the I hope they're the first seed now, just so you have to be like, um, I technically would make all my money because they are the first seed. <laughs> they will not make uh, the playoffs. That's how that would yeah. make it even more specific. They will not make the playoffs. I mean, that's kind of a long shot for them to ever make the first seed at a record of four and four when they had the Buccaneers and the Saints in their division. So it's kind of a long shot for them we to wanna, get the um, first seed. <laughs> Do you want to go over our locks? Yeah, let's do it. Yes. Chris, why don't you go first? I'm going to lock the Patriots over the Panthers. Mm. And I'm going to lock the – I'm going to lock the Bills this week. Yeah, that's smart. Pretty simple. And give me upset. upset. I'm going to go just because I think it's – just because I'll just go with the momentum pick. I'll give me the Jets over the Colts. Nah, you stole mine. All right. Um, I'll go. Do I think that will happen? No. But that's yeah. why it's an upset. All right. Um, I'm going to go, no go with the, I'm gonna go with the bounce back game and take the Bengals over the Browns as a lock. Uh, I'll take the Cowboys over the Broncos, sadly. And then for my upset. I hate to say this, but I am going to take the Falcons over the Saints. I don't trust okay. Trevor Simeon. <laughs> Interesting. The Saints I don't just trust, signed Cam Newton. I don't trust Trenton. No. <laughs> we say that about everybody who loses. Sorry, yeah. I get it. <laughs> I don't. I don't trust Trevor Simeon either. Yeah, that's why that's why I'm taking the Falcons. But I do trust Sean Payton. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Um, I see that. My locks: give me Bills over Jags. 
Give me Ravens over Vikings and then yep. give me Cardinals to bounce back against the 49ers, sweep them for the season, get them the shitty bug off my windshield, get them the fuck. <laughs> All right. My All upset, right. I'm going to go with. <laughs> my upset, I am not going to take one. You're not I, was say, I, I, th- I thought you were going to take the Browns over the Bengals or something outrageous. I want to take the Titans over the Rams, but it's like, no. Is, is that like, really <laughs> it's, upset? It's <laughs> like I won't, I won't even stoop to that level. I um, mean, uh, they they have to adjust on offense because Derrick Henry is a huge part of their game plan. So they have yeah, to adjust. I definitely <laughs> am interested. The, the line for Packers-Chiefs is dead even right now. Yeah, yeah very, I was going to say, yeah. Which is very surprising to me. That guy, number wow. 49, Sorensen, you're going to see him a lot on Sunday. Daniel Sorensen. Yep. <laughs> Devontae Adams is going to make that. I saw that. Bitch. Yeah. Chiefs yeah. started a GoFundMe to buy out his contract. Chiefs fans. <laughs> That's hilarious. It sucks because, like, it, he is. He, he is, is that the bad. Kevin. He is the Kevin King of the Chiefs. He's that bad. Yeah, he is. I forget who, um. I forget who Bladen of Stay Hard. Anthony said Anthony on, Walker on the, on the Browns. Browns. Yeah, he's like he's like that he's like type that. Of player. It's oh, like and you... no, and Sandejo. This it was last year. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I think he's doing okay now. So. He's on the Colts and he's not doing bad actually. Yeah. Who uh, Andrew Sandejo? I'm yeah. sure if they get to any sort of big spot, he will he will start yeah. to, to shit again. Um, NBA. Quick NBA. Uh, we, I was going to do a whole segment about how the Celtics can win with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum as their two best players, but I changed my mind. No, 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 no. With one game? It's not one game, though, because honestly, <laughs> I said that off one game. I said they could do that. Off one game. And obviously, it's just not going to work. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are two different kinds of personalities. Talent-wise, it works. Talent-wise, I would say Jason Tatum's ceiling is top five for in the NBA. I would yep. say Jalen Brown is probably more in the 15 to knocking on maybe the the six, seven range at the, at the peak of his career I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And... They just don't fit together. The the three of them, Smart, Tatum, Jalen Brown, they don't fit together at all. I think the rift started to happen when Kyrie came. They had that great run in 2018 against LeBron, um, and then Kyrie came back, and it was a bad locker room. Tatum kind of gravitated towards Kyrie. He's friends with Kyrie and Kevin Durant in real life. Jalen Brown didn't like Kyrie. They didn't get along. And now I think it's just two different kinds of players. Jalen Brown is the type of player who can get motivated by a good coach, a good coach's talk. Um, He's taken all the criticism from Ime Udoko very well, I think. Um, Marcus Smart can shut up about not getting the ball. He he stinks. He shouldn't even be on the team. Get the fuck out of here. Um, and Tatum is just, he, he's done it since he's a rookie. He's throwing his arms up for calls. He's not getting back on defense. He wants to be 
this treated like this superstar player, but he just hasn't earned it yet. And I think that rubs Brown the wrong way, who gets motivated by his coach and wants to go out there and win every game. If you want to be a superstar, you got to, especially in the prime of your career, you got to go out every game and play it like he plays when he gets to play Kevin Durant or LeBron and he really turns it on. It's really just about motivating yourself to play like that. And yeah, what I've seen so far from the Celtics this year is very indicative of last year. They look like the exact same team. Nothing's changed. They can kind of click it together for stretches, but they can hardly manage it for one game. It's so volatile and shaky. Um, They're the first team in NBA history to go into a fourth quarter up 14 and lose said game by 14. And I can give you a million other stats like that. From last yeah, night's game. Bad. It was so bad. It was embarrassing. I feel bad for Celtics Funny. fans who had to watch that. That was awful. Funny enough, I kind of agree with a lot of the stuff you said, even though I'm a diehard Celtics fan. I, I went to the game on Wednesday against the Wizards, and then they lost again on Saturday to the Wizards. But I think the biggest thing that's rubbing me the wrong way is like you said, Tatum just does not look all there. He 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 feels like he's trying to be that superstar when I don't think he's taken that full step to be a superstar. Like superstar, I'm saying like you're a top eight player, that kind of thing, top five. Like he's not there yet. And I think he's playing with a mentality that he is. And he doesn't have the same, like I want someone to go like out there and like, just want it. And he's just not that guy yet. Like, I think Jalen is that type of guy. Like, like Oduka, Oduka, um, Ime came out and said, um, like Jalen, I don't know why Jalen pretty much in simple terms. I don't know why Jalen sucked tonight because he was so good the other night. And I think then he Jaylen said it was mind boggling. And Jalen was like, yeah. yeah, he's right. He was like, that's yeah. a good word for it. And um, then Jalen came out and put up all these good games and they just can't really, there's not too many examples of where they both can have great games on the same night. And Al Horford looks like he's in the prime of his career. He's playing out of his mind. I mean, he's putting up 15. It was, it's like 15, 12. He's averaging like the time. Five. Yeah. And Robert Williams is playing well. I mean, smart's great defensively. He has a trigger for some reason, even though he should have no green light. And Schroeder, I don't, I don't, I don't know I don't why like people smart. are coming. I... I don't know why people are coming at Schroeder. I think he's been playing well. And oh, he's I been, think, he's been, people are coming at him. Yeah. I saw a thing today and it was like one of those two charts, like the mid players of the Celtics. And they said Schroeder. And I thought Schroeder has been amazing. I, just I think, thought Schroeder's been pretty excellent. I mean, he's yeah. still, he, he's the same player from Los Angeles and OKC and all those places. He just fits way better on this Celtics team. Um, he's quick. Weird. He gets to the basket. That's what Tatum needs to do. Tatum needs to just be taking the rock to the hole and getting to the basket. He looks like you're, he looks like he, play, and I love Tatum, but like right now he looks like he's playing like a 12 year old travel basketball player. That's forced to play at like 8am. Like he's just like, I don't know what it is. He's throwing up his hand. He wants he's to getting, go and get and get his Jalen Brown having two shots in the fourth quarter is inexcusable. And the Celtics not grabbing a defensive rebound in the fourth quarter is inexcusable. Yep. You might as well. And we're only eight games into the season, but something drastic needs to change about this team. It either needs to be 
Ime Udoka taking a little more responsibility because after every game, he get he gets on the press conference and says, oh, they, they stunk it up. And he calls out his players, which I like and can appreciate, but you're the coach. Extent. You can draw up plays. If, yeah. if you don't want Tatum hogging all the shots in the fourth quarter, you can draw up a play and say, and say okay, we drew up this play for Jalen. We're getting Jalen the ball. It's not yeah. all about Jason Tatum. And he can do that, and he hasn't been. In that game where Jalen had 46 and they lost, they got to the fourth quarter, and Tatum was taking those shots. I was pissed, obviously. It's whoever's – it's me, who's ever – the hot hand that night if the hot hand was grant williams i want grant williams to take some shots yeah. in the fourth quarter yeah and, and it I comes th- down to the other night they were giving jalen his shots when they went into double ot against the wizards and they just couldn't execute at the end i don't know what it is I, there's talent on the team i don't think they're giving the right players play time i'm a big aaron neesmith guy and i actually like pritchard too because he always plays with his heart and they never he's not they've gotten it, barely it, any it's naismith or pritchard who does hasn't made a shot yet this year uh probably neesmith he's barely played to, to some point you gotta sit some i think a, a good way to get the message across to, to tatum and brown and smart is cut their minutes yeah say you want to play it that way you're not going to be on the court as much because we need to win basketball <laughs> games and what you're doing is not winning us basketball games i don't think it's um, really jalen brown though i, I i'm it's definitely he's had, like, career not, high but, in everything Everyone deserves blame, though, because him take him taking two shots in the fourth quarter is also definitely indicative of him not yeah. being as aggressive in that. Yeah, he moment. needs to go out and take those shots. I don't care. I just think that's what really just bothers me about this team. It seems like two players that like talent wise, like you said, are so talented, but do they have the They're same so, things at heart? I don't know. They really, I the Celtics. I really think Ime Udoka will be a good coach. From a relating to players standpoint, that's what they brought him in to do, and he's not doing that right now. Um, I think it's going to be pretty glaring during the season that Brad Stevens is one of the best coaches in the NBA, schematically. Um, He couldn't get through to those guys either, but schematically he had one of the best schemes in the NBA, offense and defense. So – they're going to miss that for sure. He's still yeah. in the building, but he's not involved to that degree. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we'll be I watching. I think they're going to be okay, but. Define, not, not... define okay. Because this year they were supposed to take the, the step forward into being back a contender. They're supposed I to think be back. that they will not be in the plan. They'll be in the playoffs. So the you, like the six, five, seed. five, six, seed. because I think, I think the, the bulls are better. I think the heat, the heat are, are better. The um, Sixers I think are the, not going to be the better. Heat, I think the heat were better than them last year. Obviously the nets, the bucks. The bucks. Um, I think that's how, that's how far I'd go for at this moment. Even the Hawks. No, the oh, Hawks maybe are the definitely Hawks, better. Maybe the, the Hawks, Hawks are definitely yeah. better than the Celtics. Um, yeah. I think the, the I think the Knicks are even better than the Celtics. Not talent wise, not roster wise, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, they, they fit it together better. Yeah, um, we'll see. So yeah. I know our basketball segment was kind of all Celtics. It might be like that a lot. Uh, we watch a lot of football, so we don't have as much time for basketball. But I do try and watch every Celtics game, um, every Lakers game. The Lakers look like shit, unfortunately. Um, the Wizards have been a surprise, though. That's good. Um, 
We'll touch on that more in the next episode. I just want to see if it's a little more legit, but they're playing with a lot of heart, a lot of energy. Um, That's it from us, though. We're going to wrap it up. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed listening because we had a blast making this. Um, Thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a good night. We will see you next week, barring us losing power again. Again. And trees falling all over the (laughs) damn.